Astrid and Jamila would like to acknowledge that this podcast was made on the lands of the Wurundjeri and the Boon Wurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and we note that this sovereignty was never ceded. Hello and welcome to Anonymous Was a Woman with me, Jamila Rizvi, and the wonderful Astrid Edwards. We are brought to you by Hachette Publishing this season and of course the team at Future Women. Today, Astrid and I have, I'm going to use the word the honour of speaking with Kylie Maslin, who is the debut author of Show Me Where It Hurts, Living with Invisible Illness. This is a really personal and sometimes painful conversation. Astrid and I also live with invisible illnesses. And so there was a whole gang of us having a chat today about Kylie's work. The work is personal essay meets pop culture critique. It is honest, it is unflinching, and it gives you a picture of life with chronic illness set against a backdrop of misogyny in medicine in Australia. I highly encourage you to get your hands on a copy and I hope that you find this conversation with Kylie illuminating. Well, my friends, this feels a little bit like the beginning of an inappropriate joke. Three chronically ill women walk into a Zoom meeting, something, something, I don't know. But here we are. (laughs) We are all full of wonder and words and empathy and... Kylie, I'd like to start by asking or saying, I'll show you mine if you show me yours, because I think it's quite an intimate question to ask someone to talk about their health, even when they've put those words down in a book as exquisite as yours. So can you tell us a little bit about you and your relationship with your health? Sure. My health has been present to mind really since I was 13 started getting periods that I knew immediately were not good or normal and that kind of led to a quite a long fight to be recognised as having endometriosis. Since then I've also been diagnosed with some other kind of similar conditions like a lot of women will have endo and PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. The damage that has been caused by all of these things and the length of time it took to get a diagnosis and the trauma to my body from having multiple surgeries and yeah the kind of uh, I have as I know you do astral neuropathic pain where the nerve pathways are damaged on top of that I also have a number of mental illnesses, primarily bipolar 2. And I am 38 now and I only got diagnosed at 35. So it's still new, but again, like something that had to be fought for, self-advocated for. And I feel like I'm still getting used to my body and my brain with these things because bipolar and neuropathic pain are both nerve-related, so they fight off each other. And 
I kind of say as being like really bad codependent friends or something, but doctors call it comorbidity where they kind of join forces. So my health has really been an issue for me for more than 20 years, which I write about in the book, but it feels like since 2017 where I had like a big relapse of pain and that really messed with my mental health and so from then to now has been an ongoing fight for working out what is right for me in terms of medication and treatment and it meant that I moved home to Adelaide to be closer to my family and the incredible network of doctors and specialists here who are great with pelvic pain so Sorry, that's quite a long-winded answer, but it's been going for a long time, but feels more prescient in the last kind of few years. Kylie, you never have to apologise or suggest that an explanation of your personal experience is long-winded. Health is like that. It never has an end. I would like to give you a really personal thank you. I have multiple sclerosis. My health is basically abysmal if we can sum it up in one word and I read a lot of memoirs about chronic ill health and mental health and in my subjective experience many of them while I appreciate that they're written aren't very good I found show me where it hurts your memoir it just spoke to me on so many levels and we don't have the same conditions but we have a lot of the similar experiences so that's my personal thank you oh thank you but I want to kind of go back to something you explained at the beginning, your quest, a long drawn out and quite likely painful experience of getting your diagnoses and being believed. That's well established. Women are not believed particularly well. And there are also some conditions that are hard to diagnose. But what was that personal experience like for you? Awful, (laughs) in one word. Yeah, it's been long It's been really difficult. Unfortunately, so many people who go through these sorts of experiences go through instances of gaslighting from medical professionals, which is not only by male doctors or specialists, which is wild. And I should say also that I have the privilege of being a white woman going through this and that people of colour, women of colour, trans and non-binary folk have even more difficult time going through this stuff. And Corey Smith is a really incredible advocate who lives in the US and he is a trans man with endometriosis and has gone very public about some of his experiences where he is has to fight to be believed that he could have endometriosis given his gender identity. The process of getting those diagnoses, they were really difficult and I'm so grateful to have had my mum and my brother by my side during that period. They are really great advocates and really taught me a lot about advocating for myself and advocating for others. I guess one good thing to come out of this uh, on top of that is discovering the community of chronically ill and disabled people in Australia and the ways that we look after each other and look out for each other and stand up for each other is really 
really incredible and gives me hope on a daily basis. And part of the book and in talking about those really difficult experiences of going through the process of getting various diagnoses was not only to give people in those communities a voice in terms of, you know, this is what we go through, because I knew that it would mean a lot to me to have read something like that years ago and that there's not a lot out there that really speaks to these sorts of experiences. But I also really wanted to give them a voice, but I also wanted to honour them and the impact that they have had on my life. So there is a lot of discussion in the book about what it means to have these people after such a long time of feeling like I was going through this by myself or just, you know, like side by side with my family. And again, like I felt like that was something that hadn't been talked about. People were writing about their experiences with illness from a personal side, which is honourable and is needed, but I wanted to help give a voice to the community as well as just my own stuff. Kylie, so much of what you say really resonates and I think one of the things that you do so skillfully is to honour the people around a person with chronic illness and also give a voice to their particular experience, which is a different experience of fear and frustration and confusion. I wanted to ask you to speak more to that sense of confusion. You have endometriosis and there is a really long and gendered medical history of how that condition is diagnosed or perhaps more accurately, how it tends to not be diagnosed for so long. Could you tell us a little bit about that and what it was like for you to go through that gaslighting you mentioned earlier and how it might have impacted on your own sense of self and belief in your own feelings and your own pain and your own experiences? Thankfully, it has gotten better since I started going through this process in mid-90s and now there is more education in doctors are more likely to ask about someone's family history and identify if they've got endo in the family, that sort of thing. I had someone reach out to me once to say that they were diagnosed at 12 or 13 with the doctor knowing that she was the third woman in the family to have endo. And honestly, that just made me so hopeful. And so it was so pleasing to hear because for a lot of people, myself included, there is a long journey of going through many, many different versions of contraception to see if it's a period problem or menstruation problem rather than something bigger, then you'll likely have an extremely violating ultrasound, (laughs) which will only really, uh, it has a very low chance of showing endometriosis anyway. It's more just to kind of rule out other things. So the only way at this point in time, the only way that you can 
be definitively diagnosed is through surgery. And if they find anything, they will either laser it out or cut it out. But it has the ability to grow back not only in those places but in other places as well. And so all the way along this journey, you're kind of constantly asked questions that really feel like they're asking questions of you as a person rather than you as a patient. So there's often a lot of intrusive questions about sexual activity that have nothing to do with getting diagnosed. And there's a, yeah, there's just a lot of disbelief that the pain could be that bad or that you are presenting to emergency because you're in so much pain you're literally screaming and they they being emergency staff who sadly are often the ones who are the least first in what these illnesses are are the ones who will then see you as being you know drug seekers rather than people who actually are in dire need of that relief I talk about in the book, I had this one really awful doctor who not only gaslighted me, but really contributed to quite a bit of trauma physically and mentally. And it's been a really shit time getting over that kind of stuff. And again, it's like no one who goes through this is just limited to this experience. Like, other things in your life kind of get wrapped up in it. And so it becomes kind of this big sticky mess of everything, everything kind of becoming really difficult to separate and to get through or to get to a point in your life where you have kind of worked out what is you versus what is doctors versus what is actually the truth and I'm so fortunate to have the care that I do here now that has really like for the last three years, I've just been working my butt off basically to kind of deal with decades worth of trauma and, you know, diagnosis of a major mental illness. And it was really hard to write this book for lots of reasons. And one of those was revisiting all of these traumas and another one was writing a book while you are sick, <laughs> writing a book about illness while you are ill. But I really wanted my experience to be in an ideal world to be a historical one and to not be one that continues. And I think there are a number of women my age and of my generation who are finding really hard to make sure that those who follow us will at least leaving that you know we've we haven't done much in terms of the climate change uh racism you know like other big points but we can hopefully offer something better in terms of medical attention and and the navigation of the medical system you just said writing a book while ill deserves a medal. And I should note for our listeners, Kylie, that Show Me Where It Hurts is shortlisted for the 2021 Victorian Premier's Literary Awards. Well done for getting the shortlisting. Like you, I would like the women who come after me to 
have a less bad time in the medical system. What feedback have you been getting from anyone who picks up your work? I actually feel like I could cry right now. I have been really overwhelmed with Instagram DMs in particular of women and girls who the main thing I get told is thank you for seeing me or I, just, I felt really seen. And that that is the book that I wrote to my 13-year-old self or 20-year-old self or 25, 30-year-old self. And obviously when you write a book, you want it to reach a broad public and, yeah, getting shortlisted for a debut work is absolutely mind-blowing. Kylie, you spoke about the people who've read your book and who have had similar experiences of pain or perhaps dissimilar experiences of pain but related to other elements of your story. What would you want doctors who read the book to take away? I recently was told that a gynecologist here that I don't know I'm like I'm down with the whole scene Uh, (laughs) but someone I don't know was recommending my book to their patients and it was just like the most wild 180 I almost fell to the floor it's interesting because I gave a copy of my book to a couple of really important medical professionals in my life and it was interesting for them to read it. My psychologist had read parts of it before it was published. She was very kindly helping me make sure that I was using the right terminology and stuff. And But what their feedback has been is it's helped them realise just how invasive chronic illness is. So seeing seeing our whole self and how every day and everything we do, we are considering our limitations or we are being confronted by our limitations or people are confronting us about our illness or that believability. And so I think that has been a success of the book, but also... I mean, just some, hopefully by understanding one case, doctors who read the book can, I hope that it will help gain some empathy for others and things where I have pointed to as being gaslighting or traumatic to have been through or whatever, that it it helps them reassess you know there's a better way to be doing this or that my little face pops up in their head when they go to do something that is not appropriate or just unnecessary (laughs) yeah Kylie I said at the start of this conversation that we'd show you ours if you showed us yours and Astrid talked about living with multiple sclerosis I have a brain tumor and It's uh, annoying in that it likes to just keep growing back again, which has brought a whole bunch of disabilities and chronic illnesses along with it. And for me, I think the single most 
revelatory part of reading Show Me Where It Hurts was how you write about pain. Because when you go into a doctor's office or a specialist's office or emergency, they ask you to rate the pain out of 10 and describe the pain, which is really hard to do. So beyond a wonderful read, a read that helped us feel seen, and I think a read that will help the people who love people who are sick understand better. Thank you for giving me some new words to describe pain. It was really handy. (laughs) Thanks for your time today, Kylie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a real thrill. we've got time for today on anonymous was a woman thank you for your company for your attention and for your empathy please get your hands on a copy of kylie maslin's wonderful debut show me where it hurts living with invisible illness today's episode was brought to you by hachette publishing our extraordinarily good friends who are helping make this entire season possible thanks to future women and bad producer productions if you loved the podcast please make sure you rate and subscribe it will help others find us and make sure you never miss an episode 